Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Midweek Pit Stop podcast, a podcast every Wednesday where we take a look back at what's happened in the last Grand Prix as well as taking a look ahead to the next race weekend. We are one race in after a spectacular season opener in Bahrain. We're currently in a very long break, it feels like, between Bahrain and Imola for the long-named Formula One Pirelli Gran Premio del Made in Italy Aldelami Emilia Romana Grand Prix. That's probably the worst and most British pronunciation you're going to hear this weekend. <laughs> but let's go over a bit of race reaction from the Bahrain Grand Prix. And let's start right at the top. And it was probably one of the most exciting battles we've seen in a while at the top of the field. But Mercedes were just able to cling on to that top spot. With Lewis Hamilton coming in first and very close behind Max Verstappen in second. But of course... It wouldn't be a modern-day Formula 1 race without a bit of track limits controversy, unfortunately. A lot of people after the race, of course, in Bahrain, pointed out how many times Lewis left the track at the exit of Turn 4 throughout the Bahrain Grand Prix, and I think it would be valid to say that Lewis could have gained an accumulation of advantages throughout the race that handed him the win, the extra couple of seconds, but passing off the track is a no-go, and uh, that is, of course, what Verstappen did. And he was right to give the place back, of course, but I think he'll probably be kicking himself that he didn't pass later in that lap um, towards the end when he could have passed using DRS on the pit straight again. But um, adrenaline was high, I'm sure, and we don't always know what the driver's been told in the rear from the race engineers, so I suppose we just put it down to a mistake in strategy on Red Bull's part. Personally, I don't think we should be entering into any sort of blame game between drivers of who went off more than who, but I do think that race control have to get track limits more under control from now on. We shouldn't have changing track limits enforcement between sessions, let alone changing in the middle of a race. It's confusing for the drivers. Um, We could hear Lewis questioning Bono, his race engineer, on track limit enforcement in the race after he'd already gone off 29 individual times at exit turn 4. And it's confusing for us watching as fans at home as well. we should have one rule in place before practice uh, that should, shouldn't should change for the full weekend. This is Article 27.3 of the Sporting Regulations, if you want to go and look it up if you're uh, interested. Um, this is the part where the um, track limits change from race to race. The part of the regulation that Max Verstappen broke when he was passing was Section 21, which is always in force, which is about passing a driver off the track. That's always in force no matter what. However, Article 27.3 is what changes from race to race. And in my opinion, this should be set before practice one and shouldn't change for the whole weekend. However, as we've seen countless times before in the last few seasons, that um, it's always been changing from session to session and it gets confusing for us watching. It gets confusing for the drivers and the teams as well. And um, frankly, it's boring. We don't want to be talking about track limits all the time. So hopefully the FIA sort it out and get some clear guidelines for Emola, which we can only hope. There was also Max, who was complaining a lot at the start of the race about his differential. And he kept saying it was faulty over the radio or there was some sort of problem with it. If you're new to F1, you may not know what differential is. So here's a quick explainer about differential.
Welcome to a one minute explainer. This week differential, or diff as it's more commonly called, is used to improve the handling of the car. A differential allows two rear wheels to rotate independently of each other at different speeds when as needed. This is useful in corners where the outside wheel travels a longer distance than the inside wheel so as to travel quicker to be fast. It does this through a number of interlocking gears that connect both the drive shaft and the connecting wheels. In F1 cars they use something called a limited slip differential which basically means it adjusts itself on a scale where the two axles are either fully independent to each other or fully closed where they rotate together. Now F1 cars are very smart as we know and the onboard computer uses a system of variables to determine whether the differential needs to be more open or more closed depending on the level of grips on the track. The driver can then change on their dashboard how much the differential responds to track conditions, type and wear of the tyre and temperature meaning that power can be applied on the right parts of a corner for example, meaning quicker lap and more efficient use of energy. That was very hard to explain in one minute. <laughs>
and even go as far as saying that Grosjean and Magnussen have maybe had a bit of a lucky escape from the Haas this year. Now then, let's go over to the standout performances for me at Bahrain, and I think quite a lot of people have said this, but what a great weekend it was for Yuki Tsunoda after he'd opened a lot of people's eyes to his potential in pre-season testing, he finished his first Formula 1 race in a very respectable ninth position, bringing home two points for the team after his teammate Pierre Gasly had to retire, but a really standout performance. We saw some great moves in terms of he definitely isn't shy on the track of sticking his elbows out and launching it on the inside of turn one on Fernando Alonso like a rookie, he said in an interview after the race. And it was clear that he was happy with his first performance. He's just, he seems so chilled. He's like, um, it's like he's listening to smooth jazz as he's driving along. No stress, just getting the moves he needs to do. And yeah, it'll be really interesting to see if he can keep this performance going, this momentum going throughout the season. Um, but me, like many others, I'm sure, are really impressed with what he's shown us so far. And I'm sure after Bahrain, he's gained a lot of fans. He just seems like a great guy. Even in interviews after the race, just seems like a decent human being. Um, so great. Um, like a lot of drivers in Formula 1, we must say. Anyway, second for me, standout performances was Ferrari. I was quite shocked at their performance, actually, in Bahrain. Um, Leclerc finishing in seven. No. <laughs> Leclerc finishing in 6th and Carlos Sainz finishing in 8th. Whether it was just they've got the setup right for Bahrain after testing there for a while now, or a bigger indicator of how their season will go, it's probably too early to say, but it's, it was definitely surprising to me their quite good race pace. Um, they both seemed to stay out of trouble, so maybe that helped, definitely but an improvement on last year's performance for sure. So I'm sure both Carlos and Leclerc will be very happy with uh, that, and um, hopefully they'll be able to keep the momentum going into um, the next race. I don't think they're quite up there with McLaren yet, however, things may change in the coming races, I'm sure, as teams bring more upgrades to their cars. So they were my standouts and disappointments from Bahrain. Shall we move on to this week's Grand Prix at Imola? And looking at the weather today, it looks like it's going to be very cold and maybe raining, um, which is a complete opposite to uh, Bahrain, of course. So it will be interesting to see how the teams handle this. I'm sure it will be a big shock to the system to the teams after being in Bahrain for so long. As well as this, um, Imola is of course a very different track to Bahrain. Bahrain being a bit slower, a bit more controlled I suppose, whereas um, Imola is a bit more fast and flowing, um, a much faster track. So I suppose that will benefit Red Bull, um, who've got the pace. We still think they've got the pace this weekend. This weekend is definitely Red Bulls to lose, once again, in my opinion. We'll have to see how to do it, whether Max can get on pole, I imagine he will. Or are Mercedes bringing some new strategy, maybe some new thinking into how they're going to beat Red Bull this weekend. I'm sure it will be a pretty hard task, but we know that if it is raining then I imagine that will benefit Lewis a lot, as he's great in the rain. He's done how many countless amazing performances in the rain in the past. The last I can think of, there might be one 
earlier than this, but the last I can think of is Turkey last year, um, where Lewis went and won his seventh world title at that race. But we could see then it was an outstanding performance. So um, if you haven't watched that, if you weren't watching last season, then um, I definitely recommend go back and watch it in that race. It wasn't necessarily exciting. There was a lot of spinning out in that race, but yeah, we're not going to go into that right now. <laughs> Ferrari at their home Grand Prix will be hoping to perform quite well. I think this weekend they will definitely be trying to beat McLaren. Um, I think they'll leave Mercedes and Red Bull up ahead, but I think they've definitely got McLaren in the rise. Whether they can do it, I'm not sure whether they can. Um, but we saw they've definitely got quicker pace uh, in Bahrain than what they did last year. So it'll be interesting to see whether maybe Leclerc can get ahead of the McLarens. But yeah, it'd be great to see um, a Ferrari on the podium this weekend. But who knows? And then Williams as well. I I don't think Williams really showed us at Bahrain what they can do. Um, I don't think it's really the track for them, to be quite honest. Maybe at Imola they'll be able to give us a bit more of an insight into what they've got. And I think... After we finished Imola, we'll have a great insight into where the teams are because the two tracks are so different, Bahrain and Imola, that um, we will really have a um, understanding of where the teams lie. But I'm sure the wet and the rain will definitely mix things up and give us an exciting race on the weekend. We can only keep our fingers crossed because we need it after this three-week break. Looking ahead as well, um, before we go into the predictions... I'm just going to talk about the upcoming Grand Prix in Monaco. The FIA are very keen for it to go ahead. However, um, they're very cautious about um, what it might look like in the outside if Europe is going through a third wave of coronavirus. But yeah, they're very wary of um, F1 looking like they're having a party, basically, while the whole Europe's in lockdown. They don't want people in the harbour um, looking like the partying on yachts and what have you, so... They're very keen to tell everyone that they've got to be very well behaved and uh, not partying on yachts like they normally are. So I think it'll be a very different Monaco this year. Um, it's never a great race anyway um, to watch the fans. So without all the the glamour of normal events at Monaco, I don't really think it's going to be a great race. But we'll get more into Monaco in a few episodes time. Um, but let's get into the predictions for qualifying this weekend. And I've gone for Max Verstappen on pole. I still think Red Bull have got the pace, of course. Lewis Hamilton coming in second. I think that's self-explanatory, really. Then Bottas in third. Because I still don't think Bottas is too far behind. He's not on Lewis's level, of course. And his race pace is not on Lewis's level. But he does put up good performance in qualifying. So I think he's going to be in third. I've put Leclerc in fourth. I think Ferrari are going to turn the cars up to the max on Imola on qualifying. Qualifying position is really important to Imola because it's quite hard to overtake. So wherever you can get best in qualifying is the best. (laughs) That made no sense, but the highest you can get, the better, uh, because overtaking is so difficult. I still don't think Aston Martin are going to be ahead of McLaren this weekend. I imagine they'll still be moaning about the new floor regulations. (laughs) And as mentioned at the start, we can only hope that track limits are all in order this weekend. Also, just a friendly reminder to check the updates of the times of the sessions on Saturday. Um, Because of the changes of the schedule due to the funeral of Prince Philip, 
Um, so yeah, make sure you actually turn up on time to watch the race. Thanks so much for listening if you've made it this far. If you did enjoy the podcast, then why not leave a review wherever you're listening? It does help the show out um, with this being our first episode of the season. Um, so yeah, thanks very much if you're listening right now because you have listened right to the very end. So congrats. And I will see you next Wednesday for the second episode of the Midweek Pit Stop.